the hurt business versus uh, the Viking. <laughs> the, hurt, who... the hurt himself business. Aww. Damn, man. Welcome to Grapples of Apples. Now, 19 years ago, uh, here in New York City, the, where Shades and I have spent our entire lives born and raised, uh, we face a horrendous tragedy where some cowards in planes decided to attack the World Trade Center and countless lives were lost either in the actual attack or subsequently thereafter from you know inhalation, cancer, so on and so forth. We want to take this time to, you know, thank all the first responders, thank everyone who did anything to help anyone that day. Um, I remember it like it was yesterday. I remember the fear of, you know, waiting for my mom to come home 12 hours later. Uh, our hearts and prayers, not prayers, but condolences. Yeah, you know what? Prayers, whatever. Hearts, prayers, condolences, whatever you want to say to those who suffered and are still suffering from the events that occurred on 9-11-2001. Um, yeah. Um, like you said, it was 19 years ago. We were 11 years old, you know, just starting the sixth grade. I, I remember exactly where we were when we got the news. I was in Miss Silver's math class. I was in Mr. Mongioli's math class. And... Um, uh, one of the teachers came in and whispered something to her, similar to like, you know, not to make a joke of it, but similar to when George Bush was in was in Florida, uh, reading mm -hmm. to the children. Somebody came in yeah. and told him. Um, except my teacher didn't go about teaching us. They're like, all right, everybody, you know, uh, pack your things up. Or everybody's going to the auditorium, so on and so forth. Yeah. And you know, um, me, uh, you know. It's no secret that my mother had health issues and she had her treatments in the city. So it was the first thing that I went to, you know, like, oh my gosh, is my mom okay? You know, yeah. um, turns, you know, turns out she was fine. Um, but yeah, a lot of people lost their lives because <sighs> some cowards like decided to do some cowardly things. Um, but this is a, a day to remember them and, uh, you know, honor their memories. And he, we here at Grapples of Apples are going to do that as tastefully as possible because we are two distasteful human beings. Very true. All right, so let's let's move on. Let's let's try and and, and remember by by having some fun and talking about the dumbest sport in the world, <laughs> professional wrestling, cricket. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> cricket. <laughs> you're an idiot. Um, all right. So, as always, you're listening to us on SoundCloud.com. Such grapples, apples, as grapples, the number two apples. If you don't like SoundCloud, you got Google Play Music, you got an Apple Podcast, you got iHeartRadio. Doesn't matter where you're listening, as long as you're listening. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Mr. Ill Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, major English, whatever you need me to be. That's who I be, because baby, that's who I is. Joined. Remotely, by my hetero life mate, tell them who you are. Uh, I am a lean, mean 217, the 
the women's pet, the men's regret. If you have bet against Shades, you have made a bad bet. I am the champ, the general, Shades. So we've got some wrestling to talk about. We got some injury. We got some injury reports. We got some releases from WWE. We got some signings, some debuts, a new champ. We got a preview of a special little tournament coming up. But we can't do any of that until Shades, if you'd be so kind on this beautiful day, on this 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 emotional day, can you please ring that bell? So let's start off with uh, some new signees, some announcements, some debuts. AEW has been busy. They officially signed former NXT superstar Ty Conti. Or I think she goes by Tay Conti now, excuse me. Tay Conti has officially signed with AEW as you know they did their whole little uh, Tay Conti is elite thing and they posted it on Twitter as they do. The bigger debut came this week on Wednesday's episode of Dynamite. So as hinted on All Out, Kip Sabian and Calvary Ford are moving towards their nuptials. And so he said he was going to announce his best man. So come Wednesday, he is ready to introduce his best man. And out comes Brian Pillman Jr. And he's like, nope, not, it's not you. Sorry, Pill. Get out. His true best man, the best man, Miro. Looking like Eminem if he ate Eminem in 2001 with blonde hair. Uh, he came out and I was like, I wrote to you, but you still ain't called me. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, I mean, I guess if you have to look at a positive about them having a limited audience is Miro is clearly still over with the limited audience because chance of Miro day started to echo and it did not take long. Miro's debut promo, not great, but mm. it started good. Like it, it, it started off good. Yeah. It, it was obviously the, the classic bashing the, you know, you know, uh, the people who fired you, who's like, right. he was with the company for 10 years and he was chasing that imaginary brass ring. And uh, you can shove that brass ring up your derriere. Like, it was good. And then yeah. he lost me because then he started to like talk. And I'm just I like, think he, I think he started to feel the crowd. And I think it, he felt it too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he got that adrenaline going, and it was like, no, like, stop, stop it here. Like, yeah, 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 I agree. But hey, I'm excited to see Miro and, and see what he's gonna do because we've seen that he's funny, he's charismatic, and we've also seen that he can work in the ring. So I'm curious as to where he's going. Kip Sabian's a heel, but his promo was very face. I, I'm, I'm intrigued. I want to know where Miro goes from here and uh, what they do with the rest of the roster because, again, they're just. Now people are starting to come back. More and more wrestlers are starting to go to, to Florida to do these tapings. And so it's starting to feel like a, a, a loaded locker room. And loaded not necessarily as in like a supreme talent, which not to say they don't have supreme talent, 
but loaded as in like there may not be a lot of you know elbow room in that locker room coming up. Yeah, um, I have an issue right now with Miro's um, gimmick. Okay, I mean it's we, we don't know what it is. Yeah. yeah, but the whole the best man thing. Yeah, kind of lame. No, I not agree. kind of very lame. Yeah, yeah, like not a best man, the best man. It's like Roman Reigns. I'm not. Um, I'm not a good guy. I'm not a bad guy. I'm the guy. Like yeah. What's Shut interesting up. is that they, they refer to him as the Beast from Bulgaria because the Bulgarian brute is copyright. Yeah, well, the Beast from Bulgaria I like. Yeah. They're like, it's the Beast from Bulgaria. I was like, okay, okay. I could, I, it's I did. The greatest. There's something yeah. greatest, but it works. Yeah, especially so with, It definitely works. Right. It's like, what, what else can you do, right? You got to do the Bulgarian branding. So what you can do the Bulgarian uh, brute. You can call him Bulgarian Beast, but then that sounds too much like you're you're copying it. So the Beast from Bulgaria, I'm I'm game. Or they could have gotten the Beast of Bulgaria. That's true. Either way, either way, I'm game. Um, <clears throat> let's see what other news do we have here. Oh, some AEW getting over one million views. From this week's dynamite. Now, if I'm not mistaken, this is what the second or third time they've hit a million. This is the first time they've hit a million since last year's right. debut episode. There you go. So, I mean, we've kind of been saying it here on the show. It's only a matter of time before they crack a million. And the fact that they did it on this week's episode on a post all out post pay per view episode with some debuts. I mean, it breeds well. It, it, it bodes well for the company. But it's also means for skepticism, for skepticism, because if WWE ratings tell us anything, is you're going to get higher ratings on the Fallout show of your pay per view. Hmm. Not but NXT. Then, but then, mm, 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 mm. but then the question is, can you maintain that? Which WWE has shown that they got the pops from Thunderdome. And now they're dropping hard again. So you have to get there, but then you got to stay there. So AEW's finally climbed up and cracked a million, but can they stay there? I mean, we can only see. I mean, last last week, NXT had almost 900,000 views. And mm-hmm. this this week, they dropped down to 810 or something like that. So Ooh. there was still over 800,000, but, you know, there was a slight dip. Also... Yeah. Their move to Tuesdays now, kind of. Is that permanent? I think it's going to be. Okay. I think that, I mean, they'll run unopposed on uh, Tuesday nights. I mean, technically, wrestling wise, you know, wrestling wise. Poor impact. Unless impact starts building some real traction. I'm not, I'm not talking about like, oh, they need to get their act together. I'm talking about like, they need their numbers up because their division is like TV deal. Their TV deal is junk. No one has access TV. It's another thing. Um, they have but this, their product right now is, is is totally watchable. It's entertaining, but no one has access. Yeah, to access. 
Let's see what you did there. <laughs> so, like, uh, Brian Alvarez, every week when the ratings go up, uh, he puts it up. You know, he put NXT this week and he put uh, AEWs this week. And he, <clears throat> excuse me, and in his comment section on Twitter, the WWE fangirls are just going ape spit. Mm-hmm. Oh, you only cracked a million because NXT's not on the same network right now. It's not on the same night. You you guys still can't outdraw Raw and SmackDown. Blah, 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 blah. And I, somebody was like, you guys are never happy. You guys said, oh, AEW needs to crack a million first and then come talk to me. And then they crack a million and then, just, oh, you guys can't outdraw Raw and SmackDown. It's like, bro, get it together. And they keep talking, and it's only a matter of time before they outdraw Raw and SmackDown. NXT hasn't drawn over a million on 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 network television. They have not drawn over a million. So, shut up. <laughs> like, shut up. Shut up. It's like when, when Eminem was on, like, sh- sh- uh, on uh, you know Sway's uh, show talking about MGK. It's like shut yeah. up, shut the f up. Like yeah. who cares, bro? This no. is a post all out show. They didn't advertise like super crazy uh, matches, a la NXT's you know championship match for Tuesday night. Like mm. and and they hit a million. What more do you want? And now uh, I, thought, I saw a post. It was just like, now Raw's on, um, you know, Raw's still on Monday. You got NXT possibly on Tuesday, Impact on Tuesday, um, Dynamite on Wednesday. Power came on Tuesdays also too, right? Yeah, I think Power was on Tuesdays if I'm not mistaken. Oof. So Power would be back on Tuesdays if they start doing that again. SmackDown on Fridays. NXT UK and midday on Wednesdays. It's we've said this before. What a time to be alive as a wrestling mm. fan. You have yeah. your pick of the litter. You don't want to watch Raw. You have three different shows you can watch on Tuesdays once Power starts back up. Yeah, yeah, two different shows in two different time slots on Wednesday. You got SmackDown on on on. Friday, like, just enjoy what we have right now. It's just a, it's such a variety of wrestling. Yeah, one hundred percent. What a, what a time to be alive. Yeah. Um, and let's see. In other news, let's see. Oh, some um, some sad news. Very Gary sad. Scott. News. The voiceover for TNA Impact pay-per-view promos passes away at the age of 65. Now, I gotta, I'm gotta. i not going to front, you know. Those of you who have been listening to us long enough know that during TNA's first prime run, I wasn't watching, but Shades, you were. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hand this over to you. This is, this is, this is, this sucks. He was the voice of TNA. Um, 
any pay-per-view, any promo package or promo videos, whatever, he was the voice of TNA. It was such a deep, like, strong voice. If you go back and you watch any mid-2000 to mid-2010s, mm-hmm. his voice was the promos for TNA. His, his voice was... Um, TNA uh, home video presents Jeff Jarrett, King of the Mountain. Like it, it, it's super iconic. Um, he's no, you know, Howard Finkel or Gene Okerlund, but to mm. TNA fans, to Impact fans, like to me especially, he meant a lot. Like, I was like, man, this guy made. I, I was, I was watching. I was as a kid. Um, uh, we were going through the pay per view channels, you know, trying to. S- you know, doing what kids do. Let's just put it <laughs> Let's just put it like that. Let's put it like that. Do what kids do. And and uh, we heard Jeff Hardy uh, t- taking on Jeff Jarrett in a ladder match for the TNA Championship, uh, the, the NWA Championship. Like Jeff Hardy's wrestling, where? What? So we just watched the promo. Jason and I watched the promo over and over and over again on TV, and then we begged my mom, "Can we buy this?" And that's when we fell in love with TNA. And his voice was was the catalyst for that. So without, you know, doing what kids do and hearing that <laughs> voice, I wouldn't have found AJ Styles so quickly, you know? Oh. I wouldn't have watched Petey Williams and AJ Styles fight for the X Division Championship that night. Or, yeah. you know, uh, America's Most Wanted versus Team Canada. Like, rest in peace, Barry Scott, man. Like, this was... I was actually cutting fabric at work when I saw that. And I was just like, oh, no. 2020. You got to stop, man. Yeah. yeah. 2020's got to go. It's a garbage so, year. Oh, my God. Yeah. Dumpster fire. Dumpster fire. Our last bit of news. Um, looks like. New Japan Pro Wrestling has announced their participants for this year's G1 Climax, and they've announced their blocks. G1 and, Climax? Uh, Thrill? It's September. Yeah. I know, I know. The G1 Climax that normally is takes place over the summer is the tournament of the summer. Well, COVID, like we said, 2020, eat it. Eat a whole bag of it. Um, because of COVID, we had the G1 Climax pushed all the way back to the fall. So here we are. They've just announced the blocks. And man, oh man. First of all, we got some fun matchups. But I feel like this happened last year too. Correct me if I'm wrong. Block A, like last year, was stacked, right? Mm-hmm. And then block B is kind of just like, eh, I guess. Mm. Which I don't I don't get. I mean, and look, okay. So just, all right, let, let's, let's, let's just go down the list first. And You'll then, go block A, I'm going block B. Works for me. Block A, we got Kota Ibushi, Tomoyo Ishii, the Bulldog, 
the, the stone got, pit bull. Stone pit bull. We got the rainmaker, Kazuchika Okada. We got Shingo Takage, Yujiro Takahashi, Taichi, Minoru Suzuki, Jeff Cobb, the aerial assassin Will Ospreay, and the switchblade Jay White. Cut that. Bruh. That's a stacked division. That's a that, stacked block right there. That block is nuts. And go ahead. Talk, talk to him about block B. Now, B block has some hitters as well. Sure. At the ace of New Japan, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Juice Robinson, Hiroki Goto, Toriyanu, uh, Yoshihashi, the double champ, my boy Tetsuya Naito, Sonata, ZSJ, Kenta, and Evil. That is a block with no slouches in it. No, I, there's no slouches per se. Maybe and, Yoshihashi. Oh, disrespect. Um, Toriyano. You, you leave Yano alone. You leave Toriyano <laughs> alone, okay? <laughs> um, you know what? I guess it's just different styles. I don't know, but I just feel like block A is so stacked. You got Abushi, Okada, Osprey, White, Cobb, like just that alone. The, the the weakest one in Block A is easily Tai Chi. Oh yeah, for sure. And, and, and Block B is yeah Takahashi also. Yeah. And then in, in Block B you got Toriyano and Yoshihashi. I don't want to say Yoshihashi, but Yoshihashi. Yeah. I think there's more story to be told in Block B, in B Block, because you got Naito, Evil, and Sonata with all of their LIJ stuff and with Evil, you know, betraying them to join the Bullet Club. So you have a lot of story in B Block. Um, oh, man. It also they got some great technical wrestling from, like, ZSJ versus Kenta. Mm-hmm. Tanahashi versus, you know, anyone could. Tanahashi versus Naito should be a good one. So the thing that I love about the G1 tournament, the G1 Climax, is that everyone faces each other in the in the block. So we know for a fact we're going to get a rematch of the murder feud from two years ago of Tomohiro Ishii and Minoru Suzuki. I, don't, I almost don't even want to watch this match because I'm going to be sore afterwards. Yeah, um, they even, uh, uh, not they, but Will Ospreay even posted his uh, matches for the nine days. Okay. Who's he, who's he got first? Yujiro Takahashi. <laughs> okay, that's an easy W. Day two, Tomohiro Ishii. Oh, that oh, hurts. Day three, Shingo Takagi. Okay, okay, another, another bruiser. Day four, Jay White. Woo! Day five, Kota Ibushi. Oh my god, no rest for the wicked. That's it. From here on in, it's just... Day six, Minoru Suzuki. Oh my god. Day seven, Tai Chi. Okay, get a break there. Day eight, Jeff Cobb. Um, Oh, the rematch from last year, and then Okada. And he closed out Okada. Oh my god. And their rematch from last year's climax. Oh my god. Oh my god. I, I'm, I love the G1 climax. 
So that's just and that's just one wrestler's schedule. So they're all gonna have these like you're gonna see Okada versus Suzuki versus Abushi versus Ishii versus Cobb versus White. We're gonna get all those matches. Same thing on the on the B block. We're gonna get to get Tanahashi versus Naito versus ZSJ versus Juice. And I think this could be big for Juice. I think this could be really big for Juice. Because even if he doesn't he had I think he had a uh, last year he he uh he pooped the bed, didn't he? Yes. So that was his little story last year that he struggled hardcore during the climax. If he can have a good year this year, especially have good showings versus like the Tanahashis of the world, this could be a good year for Juice. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even have to win. He has to exactly. have just a good match. He needs to win matches against like Kenta and ZSJ, but he doesn't have to beat Naito and Tanahashi. Okay, so uh, New Japan actually tweeted out earlier today um, four different match cards for four different days. Okay. On uh, October the 10th. The day one starts on September 19th. The 19th, yes. But they didn't put all the days. They just put these four days in October. Okay. Um, So this is from A Block. Excuse me. The 10th of October. Okada versus Takagi. Okay. Obushi okay. versus Suzuki. Ooh. Okay. Osprey versus Tai Chi. Okay. White versus Takahashi. Ooh, Takahashi gonna lose that. Ishii oh, versus oh, Jeff Cobb. Oh. oh yeah. That's that's a that's big boys. Those are two uh, big boys. I may have to clear my schedule for the tenth. What? Cobb versus... Oh. Cobb's going to do well. Cobb has to do well in this tournament. Night, night, night 2, the 11th of the of October. Okay. I'm not even going to say the first match. I'm going to say the, the go from the bottom up. Okay. Yoshihashi, versus, Yoshihashi versus ZSJ. Okay. Toriyano versus Kenta. Okay. Juice Tor- versus Tanada. Ooh, okay. That should be a good one. Hiroki Goto versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. All right, whatever. And a, the rematch between Evil and Tetsuya Naito. Ooh. Ooh, that's a good one. On the 13th of October, Osprey versus Cobb. Mm. <laughs> Osprey needs his win back because Cobb beat him at the G1 Supercard last year. Or two years ago, whatever it was in Madison Square Garden. Two years Osprey ago, get over it. <laughs> Osprey needs his win back, all right? Kota Ibushi versus Yujiro Takahashi. Okay. Shingo Takagi versus Taichi. Okay. Jay White versus Minaru Suzuki. Ooh. Ooh. O- Okada versus Ishii. Ooh. And the that's last. A, that's an interesting clash of styles. Yes, it definitely is. Now, the last card that they have up is for B Block, and that's the 14th of October. Okay. Yoshihashi versus Kenta. Mm. Juice versus ZSJ. That should be good. Toru Yanu versus Tetsuya Naito. Oh, poor Yano. <laughs> Evil versus Hiroki Goto. Okay. 
and the ace, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Sonata. Mm, okay. So those are just I, four nights in October. That's already by the end of the tournament because the finals are on the 18th. Yes. So by the time we get those matches, we should kind of have an idea where everyone stands. Man, I can't wait to see stuff like Evil versus Sonata. That should be really good. Should be. Um, it's going to be a good one. Man, I'm so I'm so geeked up for this tournament right now. I want Osprey to win to move to the heavyweight division. Mm. And then what? We get Osprey versus Naito at Wrestle Kingdom. Um, Naito can drop the belt anytime before then, but yeah, why not? They haven't fought each other. I would love it. I just don't know that Osprey has that kind of pull yet. Nah, no, no, it's 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 not a sell point. Man, I can't wait. I can't wait to see where this falls. It's gonna be so good, so good. Yeah. So that's gonna wrap up the non WWE news and our quick preview of New Japan's G One Climax. Don't forget the G One Climax does begin on September nineteenth. With the finals taking place, nice. With the finals <laughs> taking place at Sumo Hall in October 18th. For those of you who do not have New Japan World, or who cannot keep up with New Japan as frequently, well, that's what we're here for. We're going to do our best. I can't make any promises. But we're going to do our best to stay on top of the G1 climax. If not on the weekly show, we'll try and make use of our social media and at least give you guys some updates and the results as the tournament progresses. Okay, so now that we got the non-WWE news out of the way, let's get some WWE news, shall we? Not much in the way of anything happened in uh, this week, except for Ivar of the Viking Experience, the Viking Challenge, the Viking Ride. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Viking Challenge. <laughs> I'm sorry, I thought that was really funny. <laughs> I Ivar was having himself a match on this week's Raw and uh was it a, a tag team match? Four man it was a four eight on man. four. Yeah. Yeah, eight man tag. The hurt business versus uh the Viking <laughs> the, hurt, the hurt himself business. Aw <laughs> Damn man. So yeah. <laughs> So Ivar uh, attempts a tope suicida outside the to the ring. Um, he kind of misses everybody and lands on the floor, chest first. Um, immediately, immediately, um, immediately throws up the X. Gonna give it to you. Um, <laughs> Uh, and it's like it's not just like one X. He's just bah, 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 bah. He's, he's D Generation X right now. Just <laughs> with the glow sticks, with the glow sticks. Yeah, it's just like glow stick, glow stick, glow stick, glow stick, glow stick. Like, uh, <laughs> turns out he suffered a cervical injury. Yeah. No, it's like hockey. 
I'm just like, he has an upper body injury right now. Yeah, it was very, like, I can't find any more reports on, like, any specificity on his injury. Yeah. It's, yeah, like, it's the hockey, like, it's the NHL playoffs are just, like, upper body injury, <laughs> lower <laughs> body injury. That's it? That's all you got? <laughs> That's all you're going to tell me? All right, cool. And two halves. You have the upper body, you have the lower body. Oh, and a head, head injury. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> And then the playoffs are over. You find out the guy has, like, broken ribs, a fractured arm, dislocated shoulders, missing, like, half a limb. Like, hmm. what? He had, a, he, had, he had a stick broken off on his back. Right. There's this part of it lodged into his spine. <laughs> it's a lower body injury. Lower body injury. Lower body injury. It's okay. He's all right. Plays, plays so, 23 minutes in the, in the game seven. It's okay. He's fine. So, uh, uh Ivar, cervical injury. Now, this comes off the heels of AEW having an injury of their own with Matt Hardy, who uh, Aubrey Edwards threw up the uh, ex go and give it to you. And I was just like, you know, we're sitting there with, you know, Tommy Boy and Hugo, and. I'm like, is this real? Is this, is this, you know, is this a shooter or is this a work? You know, if this is uh, a work, it's in bad taste by AEW because mm-hmm. it's supposed to be something that's real, unless yeah. it's going to be good, like for the benefit of storytelling. Even then, it's just like it's a little distasteful. Yeah, I hate when they so, use it in storyline. So, um, Matt Hardy was actually concussed. No, the but, medical report said that he was not concussed. He was knocked out, but not concussed. Oh, he was not concussed. Correct. Oh, because the, the doctor cleared him to finish the match. I mean, I don't see how they can do a full concussion protocol test on Matt Hardy I in agree. the ten seconds that they did it. But it was one hundred percent like how many fingers am I holding? And he said, "Delete." And they said, "Okay, sounds good." Hmm. He's still there. Go get him. <laughs> it was like, yeah, apparently he, he, he obviously wasn't of sound mind because you had to go to the end of the match relatively yeah. quickly. So yeah. I call BS on that. Bad job by AEW. Um, bad job by WWE going forward with the people that they furloughed. Hmm. So Sarah Stock, no idea trainer. who that is. She's a, a trainer in NXT. She's oh. one of the coaches. Well, she gone. Yeah. Um, Mike Rotunda, the father of Bray and Bo Bray Wyatt and Bo Dallas, formerly known as IRS. He gone. Has been released. He gone. And the dad of <laughs> Jay and Mark Briscoe. <laughs> Gerald Briscoe. You're so dumb. He's gone. Uh, no. No relation to uh, Jay Briscoe or Mark Briscoe. Yeah. Um, but Gerald Briscoe, who was fur- furloughed in April got a phone call from Vince McMahon personally saying, hey, 
We don't need you anymore, bro. That's now. Wild. That's wild. Gerald the Briscoe. Guy's been with them for like a quadrillion years. Thirty-eight years or something like that. By this man's side for thirty-eight years, super stooge to the max. Or thirty-five. Thirty-five was like eighty-five or something like that. Either way, come on, dude. No loyalty. No respect. I mean, listen. In he's not being used right now. You know. Uh, Neither is Vince's brain. Who? Neither is Vince's brain. Uh, I don't know. But he's a road agent. He helps, the, you know, and he, Microtunda helps with the house shows. And since they're not having that, and, you know, they don't need road agents right now, you, you got to go. Sorry. If, if you had a ran a business and you hired me and I'm not doing anything for you, you're not going to keep me on. No matter how close of a friendship we have. I don't know about that. 35 years plus, you're having the most financially lucrative year of your existence, and you can't keep on your dude of 35 years? Come on, man. Uh, There's no reason to cut him. They don't need to cut him. They're not short on cash. Maybe he has... You're telling me you can't find him a a nonsense job at at the Thunderdome just to keep him around because that's your boy of 35 years? What is Gerald Briscoe going to do with all those electronics? I'm not saying to deal with all that stuff, but have him do something. If this this is a rotary phone, yeah, sure, I'd have Gerald (laughs) Briscoe do something about it. They don't even have it figured out. I don't know. Did you see that Kenny Omega made it to the Thunderdome? Yeah, I saw that. I'm like, come <laughs> on, WW. What are you guys doing over there? Like, who's running this thing? It really is the Three Stooges running it. <laughs> oh, man. And um, so the last bit of news is something that I called weeks ago. We had the Fatal 4-Way Iron Man match last week between Johnny Wrestling, Tommaso Ciampa, Finn Balor, and Adam Colbebe. And I said, Finn Balor going to win this match for Amanda because that's her boot thing. Now, he didn't win the Fatal 4. He tied with Adam Colbebe. And they had themselves a little too sweet moment that the entire Bullet Club fan base just melted over. Almost as iconic as the AJ Finn Balor too sweet. Yo, the AJ Finn Balor too sweet. You just you saw the internet explode. Yeah. So Finn Balor. Defeats Adam Cole Bay to become the third man to ever become a two-time NXT champion, joining Shinsuke Nakamura and Samoa Joe 
two guys who are doing absolutely nothing on the main roster. Oh, what are you talking no, about? No, that's not fair. Shinsuke is a tag team champion. Yeah, Shinsuke is the, ta- the SmackDown tag team champion. And Samoa, and Samoa Joe's growing out his hair. Oh. That's it. Samoa. <laughs> oh, sad face. Samoa. So, Shades, did you hear uh, on the episode of, I think it was uh, Gals and Anderson's Talking Shop, and they had, I think Nick Jackson was on the show? And so they were talking about uh, when they first offered the Good Brothers to go to AEW, and the initial idea was supposed to be the Good Brothers alongside a third member who they didn't name on the show. And the idea was that they were going to come in to save the Young Bucks while they are getting beat up. The Elite. The Elite were supposed to be in some sort of angle, and Gals and Anderson and this third person were supposed to jump in to save the Elite and have a Bullet Club reunion of sorts, and then they were going to jump the Elite and start a storyline there where you had the Elite versus these three fellows. And there was a strong insinuation of who that third man was and the idea, and supposedly, the third man last minute called them and said, hey, guys, I'm sorry. WWE made an offer that I just couldn't refuse. Mm-hmm. That third man, AJ Styles. Mm. Mm. So think to yourself about a world where an AJ Styles-led Gals and Anderson invade AEW and start a feud versus the Bucks, Kenny, and Hangman on Mm. AEW. Mm. (laughs) You know, when I was a kid surfing for, you know, when kids (laughs) surf, sort of getting that feeling back right now. It almost made me angry. That we were so close to getting this. It's like, oh, d- damn Never you, money. <laughs> we we may get it if AJ does like a farewell tour. Mm. But he's not signing another contract with anyone. Like right. he's done after this contract. He said it. Yeah, he said it multiple times. So I, I want to walk away from the business. I don't want to be stretched out. I want to be able to hang out with my kids and, you know, my wife, and blah, 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 you know. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I still can. Sure. And I commend you for that. I don't like it. <laughs> but could you imagine? If he, look, if he does do a farewell tour, though, he's got two things he's got to accomplish in the matter of that. It should be a, it should be a one-year farewell tour. He's got two things to accomplish on that during that one year. Win the ROH championship. Yep. And then win the AEW championship. I don't want him to do that though. Why not? It's Have all of them? Forced. It's forced. No. AJ Styles and the career that he's had, nothing that you award him is forced. At this point in his career, he can walk into any building and have earned their, their top belt mm-hmm. for what he's done throughout his career. Yeah, I mean, he's probably the greatest 
one of the greatest in-ring performers of all time. 100%. And so wouldn't you want him to retire knowing that he's won every top promotion's top belt? Absolutely. IWGP heavyweight champion, two-time WWE champion, uh, AEW world champion, Ring of Honor world champion, Impact world champion, or TNA. I don't know what it was called when he was a champion. Was TNA world champion, TNA NWA world champion. world champion. Oh, I forgot he was NWA world champion. Come on, son. You, you're telling me you wouldn't want him to close out the deal and get Ring of Honor and AEW under his belt? It'd be great. But he doesn't have to get it to, you know. No, he doesn't have to. 100%. He has nothing to prove to anybody. But is there a more perfect resume than that? Then saying NWA, TNA, two-time WWE, IWGP, Ring of Honor, and AEW world champion. I think he's the only man to ever hold the IWGP heavyweight championship, the WWE championship, and the NWA championship. I believe you are correct. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, he's the only – that's another reason why I want him to get those two belts under his belt, quote-unquote, because there's no one else that has – who can even achieve that feat right now. Yeah. Brock Lesnar is has both IWGP and WWE, um, and Angle kind of sort of TNA, WWE, and IWGP with an asterisk. Um, but – no one else who's ever been a champion in other promotions has achieved as much in terms of holding the top belt as AJ. Yeah. We don't have anybody else who's been WWE, IWGP, NWA, and then just got to finish it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it would definitely be the cherry on top of the already amazing Sunday that is his career. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I don't think, I don't think he needs it. I don't think he needs the AEW championship. Um, I would like for him to get the ROH championship. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm still surprised they didn't do that. I don't understand how, how they never put the belt on him. I know he wasn't there for long, but that's exactly it. Cause he wasn't there for long. And when he was fighting for it, he was already skining. He was already signing his contract with WWE. So they didn't want to start. Yeah. But you don't want him to be a one-and-done champion. You don't want him to win the belt one night and then lose it the next. You don't want to play uh, hot potato with with your main belt. We've already discussed this with the women's championship. Yeah, I know what you're saying. And that's why I've been so annoyed with New Japan lately. Because I feel like their IWGP heavyweight... We've had this conversation here on the show before. The IWGP heavyweight championship had so much allure to it, um, especially off of the back of Okada's record reign. And then it went from like Okada to Naito to Evil to Naito. And it's like, whoa, why are we doing so many title trades in like a span of... Oh, and Jay White, right? So it was like Okada... So it went went, uh, Okada, Omega, Tanahashi, Jay White, Okada... Shokata Naito Evil Naito See like there was so many title changes 
in the last like two years. There's more Celtics in the last two years than they were in the last like five or ten combined. Five. Ten is pushing it. Okay, five. Five. But you know what I mean? Like that's and I think that's that's part of why like we need to have more prestige in our belts. Because in that way, when you have someone like AJ Styles who can claim I've won this belt, that belt, that belt, that belt, that belt, you don't go, oh, yeah, well, so did Jinder Mahal. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Don't do gender like that. Don't hinder the gender. You know what? I? Come on. He is, he is regularly considered to be one of the worst WWE champions of all time. Yeah. Damn. Who's worse? I'm Some trying to think in my head, like, who could be worse? Uh, we could do a, a, a at least, episode at least the, dedicated the, the to that. The Big Khali was a world champion, not WWE champion. <sighs> yeah, but they treat it like one and the same now, and say, I hate it. It's like, no, it's not the same thing. Well, whatever belt was on Raw is the one that they treated like gold. Yeah, when, but- when Triple H was on Raw with the World Heavyweight Championship, that was the one that they cared about. Yeah, well, that's one that WWE cared about. I still cared about yeah. the WWE Championship. Which is funny because now in hindsight, when they're talking about the careers of, like, John Cena and JBL, now they're like, oh, former WWE Champion JBL, former WWE Champion John Cena. Although during that particular phase, they didn't care about no JBL or John Cena. They were caring more about Batista and Triple H. Yeah. Gotta love WWE and their revisionist history. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Shades, any any anything else you want to uh any more knowledge you want to impart on our lovely listeners before we head out? Um no, not really. Well, folks. In that case, we have to talk about the fact that in professional wrestling, there are good seats. Uh, like this week, not a lot of bad seats. But at the end of the day, they all contribute to the tree, to the forest, I mean to the garden, to the forest that is professional wrestling. What you got for me? Uh, my bad seat is Barry Scott dying. Yeah. How dare you die? (laughs) How dare you, sir? What a heel move. How dare you leave me on this earth with these people? (laughs) All right. And your good seed? Oh, the climax. Yeah. It's not even here yet. And I'm just like, ooh, I can't wait. All right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so... My bad seed is going to go to Miro's hair. Oof. And my good seed, because you've already said the G1 Climax, so I'm happy you did that, is a little little something-something that's very under the radar. So last week, we had uh, the Iconics lose the tag team match that made them break up. So this week, they had a one-on-one where they unveiled their new music, they knew everything, and it was Billy Kay versus Peyton Royce. Now, what I'm giving a, goal, uh, a, a good seed to is the fact that instead of forcing 
one to be a heel and one to be a face. WWE let them have a match. They kind of played it along with the idea of maybe them being mad at each other. One person maybe doesn't care as much as the other person. But when the match was all said and done, and Peyton Royce predictably won, they hugged each other and then parted ways. So I'm going to give a good seed to the idea that WWE said, okay, maybe they're both be heels, they're both be faces, we don't know, but they don't have to suddenly hate each other because they broke up. They broke up because we made them break up. And so I kind of like that, and I appreciate that. So that's where I'm going to get my good seed. Okay. Can't believe in I- the Iconics are getting your good seed. <laughs> it's 2020. None of it makes sense. Are you, are you sure you haven't been hitting the adult beverages because the uh, Mets – Put a shellacking on the Blue Jays oh today? God, bro, I was watching the first few innings, and I was like, I feel like like I'm a kid looking over that channel. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, man. <laughs> I found it. <laughs> I was just like, oh, okay. Damn, Toronto was up one nothing. All right, the Mets go up 4-1. Four, 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 four to one. Yeah. All right, the score's 14-1. Game's over. Oh, <laughs> Game's man. over. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! They finally, you know, back up Jacob Degrom and score some runs for once. Yeah. Anyway, folks, that's gonna do it and wrap up this episode. You've been listening to us on SoundCloud.com/slash Grapples Apples. It's Grapples and number two, Apples. You don't like SoundCloud? You got Google Play Music. You got Apple Podcasts. You got iHeartRadio. Doesn't matter where you're listening, as long as you are listening. Don't forget to check out our social media pages. That's Facebook.com and Twitter.com. Such grapples and apples. That's grapples and number two apples. Don't forget to like, share, like, comment, share, subscribe. Do whatever you got to do to put us in as many eyes and ears as humanly possible. We really do appreciate it. As always, I've been one of your hosts, Mr. Ill Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, Major English, whatever you need me to be, that's who I be, because baby, that's who I is. Join remotely by my hetero life mate, my man. Tell him who you are. Man of the hour, man with the power. Too damn sweet to be sour. Cream of the crop, rise to the top. Your champion, Shades. Don't forget to check out our episodes last week, this week, next week, and every other week. It's an apple a day. It's a bad wrestling. First, it's love.